Said I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know, Elon Musk is uh, going to make that deal happen with Twitter. But to my point, when we were talking about these things earlier in the year, I said that Elon Musk is no friend of Donald Trump's. And this deal isn't going to happen anytime soon. I said I I also said it eventually might happen but they're dragging this thing out they were dragging it out all through the election season here we are in October and this is the, this is now pretty much a done deal which will be great you know some people are saying you know on that trending line or what's happening um with Twitter the amount of uh SpaceX and Tesla uh, promotions you're going to see might be through the roof, but it's still better than the liberal biased left wing propaganda that you see trending on the right column of the Twitter page. And that's kind of an interesting comment and it likely would happen. I would welcome a Tesla ad over a uh, left wing propaganda that Excuse the thinking of weaker-minded people, because that would be the left. And the left is just basically blew a gasket about free speech. They know that they can't handle the truth. They cannot handle a fair election. So that's the other, that's the other angle to this. But this delay definitely had a negative impact on the conservatives and the MAGA movement because of all that wrangling going on, whether they were going to restore Trump's account on Twitter and whether Trump was going to have a voice on that platform. And Trump never did bite on that because it would have hurt Truth Social even more. So the play that they wanted against the emerging competing social media platforms was for Trump to 
to bite on that hook like a fish and for the investments to pretty much be halted with True Social and Gab and Getter and, you know, Parler and MeWe and whoever else, all these other alternative platforms. And Trump didn't bite because Trump knew the play. Trump was smart, smarter than the genius Elon Musk who supports China battery manufacturing, who supports the New World Order and the Great Reset, but who has also been victimized by these socialist, communist, globalist, tyrannical leaders around the world because Elon Musk is, is, in, is incapable of thinking in a box, of thinking you know, or being corralled or, or thinking like groupthink. So as much as he might bow to China, he's incapable of being controlled like a Hillary Clinton or, or like a Joe Biden, like a puppet, to the masters in the, in the uh, big party, the big unelected party, the unofficially elected party. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because this this independent thinking coming from Musk. So we'll see what happens, but it did have a negative impact on this election because if Trump, if things went the way it could have, Elon Musk would have gobbled up Twitter. He's got he's worth you know a hundred and fifty billion dollars this is this is going to be 44 billion of it a third or i think he's even worth more than that it might be upwards of 200 and something billion forbes just came out with his asset holdings it would have been you know not much a, a big chunk but still uh, a valuable property to have and it would have been interesting to see how this whole election season would play out if the truth could just come out. If the liberals were to be exposed to, say, Tony Bobulinski, and we're going to be playing some clips today of Bobulinski's interview, his second interview with Tucker Carlson. We're not going to play the whole interview in its entirety. We're just going to, because it was an hour long, but what we are going to do is play some choice clips today. And we're also going to spend a little bit of time with the election. There seems to be just a lot of lies. And uh, so the Elon Musk thing and Tesla and I mean, and Twitter is, is going to be really, really exciting to see. I happen to be a fan of uh, the Twitter platform. I like the, uh, the layout and the form of it. Uh, it is one of the my main news aggregators in terms of aggregating the news. I use it as a tool to produce this show. And uh, I carry my tweets over to Facebook, but Facebook has censored me more than more than you could ever imagine. And uh, you know, they've come out and they've basically said that they're working with the FBI to to uh, to silence the uh, to silence the uh, Bobulinski story, for that matter, to silence the Biden laptop, and to promote the Russian hoax. 
So you can't get any worse than that. That's uh, about the worst you can get. They're fact checkers. I put out a picture just the other day, maybe yesterday, of this structure that's been out at sea for, you know, it was basically a uh, lighthouse structure of some sort or part of a getty, uh, and or jetty, I mean. And uh, so it was out there, and the, the water level at the same time was exactly the same. No, not an inch, you know, exactly the same. It's And it was sitting in this body of water from like the 1800s and then now, 1922. I mean, uh, 2022. <laughs> 18, maybe, I don't know what it was, 1800s and something. It was 100 and something years. And the water level hasn't changed one iota to impact anybody. And then you juxtapose that science. They they said that that uh, Facebook banned that and hit me again with another tag. And it just doesn't make any sense. You know, you put a photo out there to show a point, and you can't even make the point you want to make. And it's how we got to COVID. It's how we got to climate. It's how we got to to uh, Biden in the White House. This socialism is evil, and they're outwardly you know, defending the indefensible, which is rigged elections, unfair elections, censorship. They're basically trying to now accuse Twitter and Elon Musk of doing the same thing that Twitter's been doing all along, which is censoring and showing all kinds of bias to favor one side over the other. Let's face it. I mean, we're in an election season. We're less than a month away from election. People are already voting in Pennsylvania and other states when they shouldn't be, in my opinion. I I disagree with that wholeheartedly. And what they're doing is they're trying to get these drum up these registrations. And these registrations are rigged registrations. They're illegal registrations. Whether they're by illegals or whether they're by just bots. What they're trying to do is get as many heads into our country and give them a registration tag. And then based on the honor system, if you're not a citizen, you're not supposed to register to vote. But we're not going to ask the question. In Arizona, that was a big beef. And the DOJ is suing Arizona's legislature for passing a law that says you're required. So they're trying to say it's unconstitutional, that it suppresses the vote unnaturally. The reason why they don't want to, to, to the voter ID, they want their cake and eat it too. They want all these unregistered, uh, undocumented illegals to be able to honorably say that they will not register to vote. But I don't even think it's these illegals that are interested in voting or not voting. Because we're hearing that they're looting the crap out of Fort Myers and, and Naples victims in Florida. And they're not even here legally. And Ron DeSantis had something to say about that. We have a clip there. But here's the thing. Why in the world do they not want a citizenship question on the census? Why in the world do they not want voter ID? Well, we know the answer to it. Getting as many heads as you can in, they're like spacers. You know, because like I said with the QuickBooks analogy, 
You cannot create an invoice without having a, an account number. And these illegals get, a, get an account number, an illegal account number that is indistinguishable to the point where it, you have to honorably say, yeah, I'm, a, I'm not a citizen, so I can't vote. But somebody else is taking that ID and with a bot, putting it in a database and going online to Google or Facebook or Twitter where they have this pushed to register to vote. I haven't seen that push for register to vote as much this year as I have in 2020, but I, I remember recalling reporting on it and seeing it. And what it is is there's something going on. There's a connection between the registrations and the ballot harvesters and what Dinesh D'Souza talked about, the mules. And so you get all these, you know, make-believe ballots, these ballots that are just being sent out to you because you have some sort of an ID. It's no longer the case where you just show up, you show your ID, you register to vote, and then when you, on voting day you show up at the poll physically so you can't be in two places at one time and physically show yourself. You show your ID, you prove your identity, You're in the book, you're checked off, you walk into a private booth, you vote, and then it gets counted. And they do it in other countries, and they know the results of the election the day, the hours after the election. But here in this country, we don't know who won the vote, won the vote until 10 days later, sometimes. And the votes change. The person who won on election day isn't the person that ends up winning, particularly if that person that won on election day is a Republican. Seems to always go one direction too, with these late retard, you know, votes that where where people are somehow, you know, goofballs. Uh, their votes seem to count always late, because I've never really seen it where, I mean, it's it's it, far and few in between when uh, the votes are coming in late. And so then they write it off and say, well, that's because Trump you know, pushed all of his voters to vote on Election Day, like the American way, <clears throat> because we, have, we, we support American values. It's sort of like the FBI. The Republicans want to put the FBI back to being fair and neutral, because that's all the uh, Republicans want. But we've already had an inequity, there's that word, we've already had an inequity of imbalance and unfairness with the rogue, corrupt FBI attacking conservatives for the last, I don't know, decade? Maybe longer? We don't know. We're just getting wind of all this stuff now, thanks to Trump, that the FBI is as corrupt as you could possibly get and as biased and as liberally skewed as you could possibly get. We're finding out our Pentagon's no different, and our CIA is no different. And yet you would think that all these people coming out of the military wouldn't be so woke, but they, they, they are. Which is why we now have trans fighters selling Russian documents, uh, like that trans, first trans spy that, sold out our country to Russia because the Democrats have been 
selling out to Russia for a long, long time, but that's another story for another day. The main thing is, is that when we hear Kamala Harris talk about equity in terms of giving out funding for communities destroyed by Hurricane Ian, you know, if we were to get down, go down that slippery slope of equity and give based on skin color, it's absolutely ridiculous and absurd. We could take that argument to the FBI and say, well, when the Republicans take back the House and Senate this November, we're going to go ahead and fire all the liberals in the uh, FBI and hire all conservatives, and then we're going to use the FBI to beat your door down, raid your house, terrify your children, and make you all wear red MAGA hats, and make you all wear, instead of masks, right? And make you all read the Constitution on a daily basis. And read the Bible in school rather than this cisgender stuff. I thought it was pretty funny. I tweeted this out yesterday. This, uh, Well, I retweeted something where this mother shows up at parent-teacher, parent, a parents' conference and the school board wearing the exact same outfit that uh, was used at an event where these trans men, these dudes dressed up like women, were dancing in front of a bunch of children at a school-endorsed function. So she decided to wear the same exact black whatever it was uh, to parent-teacher and made a very, very loud and very, very good point. This is just where the adults are. It's a parents' conference. This is just where the adults are. Can you imagine doing this, dressed up like a dude with whiskers as a woman in heels, wearing the same outfit in front of your children? You wouldn't do it. And these Democrats, they're so foolish and so crazy. that you know I don't blame the Democrat candidates for actually running on a, a ticket and getting elected. I, I do blame them, but I mean, what's worse is voting for them. And we live around people. There are people among us that are actually <clears throat> like these criminals that are on the streets. You know, I just heard a horrific crime. This guy, uh, this father, goes to Marist College uh, to uh, spend time with his daughter at Marist College and ends up getting shot in the crossfire of two thugs that should have been in jail with a rap sheet a mile long. And he's now dead. Marist College. That's like a real fancy college. And these these Democrats are lying through their teeth. Stacey Abrams, for example, says she never said uh, that... Um, she never, she never said that, she never questioned the outcome of the election. And that was a lie. We know that was a lie. But then John Fetterman uh, is lying through his teeth. Um, and then we have Jean, Jean-Pierre lying about gas prices going up. Now, is it Putin's fault again? Because when it was going down, it wasn't Putin's fault. All these double speaks. it's getting really, really old. We'll start with a couple of clips that are just, you know, eye-opening. So uh, here, this is Stacey Abrams. 
right? We're going we're gonna to take a little montage because it's election season of the lies coming from these Democrat darlings. And it'll be eye-opening for sure. Let's take a listen to this. This is Stacey Abrams running for governor in Georgia. Who is she running against, though? Kemp? You know, and, and uh, Tim Ryan running against J.D. Vance, you know? And then Fetterman running against Oz. None of these are real MAGA people, you know? Uh, Kemp, J.D. Vance, or Oz. But Trump taking the high road endorsed what needed to be endorsed in order to get rid of the ilk and the filth of the left in Fetterman or the lying lying, uh, candidate, Tim Ryan, Lion Ryan, or who's a puppy to Chuck Schumer, or Stacey Abrams that rigs elections. That's our claim to fame. Let's take a listen. I have never denied the outcome. And I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. But I didn't lose. I got the votes. But we won't know exactly how many because of how they cheated. I did win my election. I just didn't get to have the job. We were robbed of an election. Using the word rigged, using the word steal, do you think it's dangerous going into 2020? I, I don't because we can actually back it up. And so in response to what I believe, was a stolen election. Now, I'm not saying they stole it from me. They stole it from the voters of Georgia. I spent the, the interim 10 days between the election and my non-concession day, as we call it. Uh, <laughs> in fact, someone outside asked if I'm ever going to concede. The answer is no. It was not a free and fair election. I think the election was stolen from the people of Georgia. I believe it was stolen from the voters. I just said it can't happen again. Thousands of Georgians had their voices stolen because they were not able to cast ballots. And they cannot be guaranteed that their votes will be counted in 2020 if we don't do this right. I said that the election was stolen from Georgia voters. If it looks like it's cheating, it probably is. If it looks like it's rigged, it probably is. The process that took place during the legislative cycle was one that did not countenance and did not pay attention to the deep and real concerns of those who watched this election be stolen in the state of Georgia. It was stolen from the voters of Georgia. We do not know what they would have done because not every eligible Georgian was permitted to participate fully in the election. So there you go. Now, let's take a listen to Fetterman. John Fetterman of today has zero recollection of what John Fetterman of days past has said. Now, this is in Pennsylvania. He's running against Dr. Oz. And again, this is a pivotal Senate seat, just like the one in Nevada with Laxalt, uh, just like the uh, one in Arizona against Kelly. Um, These are all uh, Blake Edwards. I think it's it's not Blake Edwards, but... Blake uh, Master, I think it is. Um, but uh, in any case, there's a lot of important races uh, that are going to need to be won and held uh, to uh, make sure that we keep the Senate in Republican hands, or not keep, win back the Senate into Republican hands. Um, right now it's 50-50, and VP Kamala Harris is uh, the deciding vote. All right, let's take a listen to John Fetterman. So it says, which means that he's either too demented or too much of a lying psychopath. Either way, he is not fit to be in office. This idea that I want to release all these prisoners is just also a lie. We could release a third of our inmates. and not- All right, so, so let's listen to that one more time in case you were caught off guard and weren't paying attention. 
Let's take a listen to what he just said recently. Let's take a listen. Listen good. This idea that I want to release all these prisoners is just also a lie. We could release a third of our inmates and not make anyone less safe. You could reduce Pennsylvania's prison population by one third and not make anyone less safe. He said something remarkable that I agree with. He said, we could reduce our prison population by a third and not make anyone less safe. We could call one third of our prison population out of jail and not make anyone less safe. And I don't know why we all wouldn't want that. We could release a third of our inmates and not make anyone less safe. If we could reduce our prison population, we could return these individuals back to their families, back to their communities, and and everyone is safer or better off. We could release you know, a third of our prison population and not make us any less safe. You could release a third of our inmates and not make anyone less safe. We could release one third of our inmate population and not make anyone less safe. So that was put out by the GOP. That is, again, just a flattened out lie, an out and out lie. And and then you got Warnock going against Herschel Walker. Everybody's getting on Herschel Walker because... Um, he has a son that's a, a gay son that his name's Christian, I believe, that's gone a little bit rogue and it was saying a lot of different things that are not provable. Um, but okay, even even if Herschel Walker has had several children out of wedlock and a lot of other things, there's a Marxist down there named Warnock that is in power right now. We could steal that seat in a red state like Georgia. Um, here is Warnock's ex-wife, uh, Uli, after accusing him of running over her foot. This man's running for the United States Senate, and all he cares about right now is his reputation. I work at the mayor's office, and this is a big problem. I've been trying to be very quiet about the way that he is for the sake of my kids and his reputation. I've tried to keep the way that he acts under wraps for a long time, and today he crossed the line. So that is what is going on here, and he's a great actor. He is phenomenal at putting on a really good show. This man's right. So... Uh, that was his ex-wife, a liberal, and still had to speak up against him. Raphael Warnock was arrested in 2002 for obstructing a police investigation into abuse at his church camp in which counselors tossed urine on a camper and locked him outside his cabin overnight. So, you know, that's Raphael Warnock, a radical liberal socialist that supports releasing criminals, opening the borders and every everything else we've been seeing in our schools and elsewhere. The lies have to stop. There's a black pen pa- pastor, black pastor who says why you should vote the Dems out in 2022. I hope you all like your president because in a year's time, He's screwed the whole nation up. Our nation's gone backwards. A year ago, you were paying $2 a gallon for gas. Two million people have crossed our border. So let's take a listen to this. Our nation is is gone mad. I hope y'all like y'all's president. 
Because in a year's time, he screwed the whole nation up. I, mean, you ain't got to, I told you, I don't care how many blind eyes open if I say something like that. When my blind eye, I'm out of here. He must be a Republican. It only took that man one year to screw the whole country up. A year. Don't be, don't be looking at me like... No, the, our nation's gone backwards. A year ago, you were paying $2 a gallon for gas. Yeah, let's take it where you can relate. And you're paying almost $4 now because of his decisions. Yeah, it's his decisions. Two million people have crossed our borders uh, from Mexico. Now he getting political. No, kingdom. I'm kingdom. Screw it up. You got and these people coming in don't get, they don't get COVID tests, and they aren't forced to get vaccinated, and they put on airplanes. Read your paper. Now they ain't gonna put this in in your paper. They don't report this, but they are flying. People who cross the border illegally, your government is flying them to cities across the United States and putting them up in hotels and paying for them with your money. Only took a year to screw the country up. Just took a year. Just took a year. He must be a Trump supporter. No, I believe. Yep. In a year's time, men who say they women are competing on the college level in women's sports and depriving women who have been working all their lives to be the best woman in their sport, the ability to be that because this man won't be a girl now. A year. One. Wow. Uh, that was powerful because that would be an interesting voting block to win back. Uh, and there's a couple of more clips I want to play in that heart, in that vein. Let's take a listen to this. If Joe Biden was here right now, what would you tell him? I would say we need Trump back. Back when we had President Trump, I was paying $2.50 to fill up my car. I'm literally paying $5 a gallon, dropping over $1,000 a week just on gas because I'm always filming. The second thing I would tell him is it's so embarrassing, President Biden, to have you as the president and you're an embarrassment to our country. Because when I go and look at the TV and see President Biden and see you speak, you sound incoherent, you sound stupid, you don't know what you're saying, you're mumbling your words, and I can't understand you. You literally had a note card that had to tell you to take your seat. Are you dumb, bro? Do you not know to sit down when you're supposed to? Like, come on, right? Isn't it normal for someone to know when to sit down, when to greet somebody, when to shake someone's hand, when to stand up and speak? I guarantee you, if you went and asked President Trump, did he have a note card like that, he would say no. Joe Biden was here. So, so there's that. 
And that's kind of interesting. But, you know, the, a lot of people are also complaining about, you know, the uh, foreigners. Um, and the foreigners aren't falling for Joe Biden's lies. Let's take a listen to Joe Biden saying he grew up in Claymont, Delaware, in a a uh, Puerto Rican. He was giving a speech in Puerto Rico. Let's listen. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. That's a lie. <laughs> that is an absolute lie. The closest he ever went to Puerto Rico was a Taco Bell in Claymont. That's about it. I mean, it's just ridiculous on its face. Meanwhile, the state of Florida has to deal with this. So Ron DeSantis is saying three out of four people arrested for looting are illegal aliens. Let's take a listen. And uh, we've had four looters that were arrested, uh, I guess, a couple days ago. And, and they need to be brought to justice, and we're not going to tolerate it. But, you know, three of the four are illegal aliens. And so these are people that are foreigners. They, they're illegally in our country. And not only that, they try to loot and ransack after, in the aftermath of a natural disaster. I mean, they should be prosecuted, but they need to be sent back to their home country. They should not be here at all. Amen. Bingo. That's so true. It can't be any more true, right? And uh, so let's take a listen to this. So important. Supreme Court can save our country without borders and real elections. We don't have a country. That was a tweet. That was a uh, truth from Donald Trump. And uh, let's I want to talk comment. specifically about an upcoming ruling by the Supreme Court, because this Supreme Court ruling is going to determine whether the state courts basically control elections or whether the state legislature controls elections. And the really important part with that is remember what happened in 2020. There were dueling electors from seven states, seven different states had the state legislature put forward separate electors and those separate electors were for trump meaning the state legislatures in most of the swing states would very likely do this because they did it in 2020 with the dueling electors and if the supreme court rules that means those would be the valid votes and they could trigger this if that were to happen That was uh, from Epoch TV, Epoch, which I uh, subscribe to. Um, and I've written for them, as, as a matter of fact. Um, but it's the rigged elections that we need to get a handle on this November. And we're fighting as, as much as we can. But how we allowed this to happen is because we have rhinos in the Senate and in the House. But it's why we get someone like uh, Education Secretary Miguel Cardona. Students need to access abortions in order to thrive in school and in life. He's got his priorities out of whack. He's sitting there in front of President Biden saying these words. He uses the word reproductive services like like Bill Gates did when he was talking about population control, which is what the vaccines were all about. Um, but uh, let's take a listen. I share your grave concerns about maintaining access to contraception 
and reproductive health services on our college campuses, and ensuring there's accurate and reliable information for students and for educators. Students need access to healthcare to thrive in school and in life, and that includes reproductive healthcare. Thank you also to Vice President Harris. In August, we met with college leaders grappling with new, sweeping restrictions to their states. Our work together is ongoing. It's clear, the Dobbs ruling has sown fear and confusion on our college campuses. I worry about the children. I the Dobbs ruling. Uh, nobody lost any rights if they their state legislature is now empowered to pass laws that represent the people of that state. That's what it's all about. So um, at the same time that uh, that the Coast Guard was getting praise from the Biden administration for saving lives in Florida, where he's going to be today, by the way. And what will be interesting about that Florida visit, are we going to see another exploitation? Remember what happened with Hurricane Sandy and New Jersey when Obama, who was losing in the polls against Mitt Romney, uh, went out there and got a big hug from Chris Christie? Do you recall that? Do you recall that? And it changed his electorate because it showed that by uh, the, the Obama made it look like Obama was reaching across the aisle. And already, I think Biden has been trying to say that he tried to say that with that bill when he put his foot in his mouth because Biden's never been ready for prime time in his life. And called out Jackie, who died in the car crash a month prior. But he was trying to act like he was reaching across the aisle then. It seems to be sort of one of those angles that they're taking in the lead up to this midterm election. That they're willing to reach across the aisle. But you can't have it both ways. You can't be firing Coast Guard uh, rescue swimmers. Uh, for not getting the jab and then praising them at the same time. The president recently praised a group of Coast Guard rescue swimmers. One of them reportedly um, faces termination because he isn't vaccinated. And I'm curious, given the threats that we're facing abroad, would the president ever reconsider uh, that vaccination requirement or consider issuing more exemptions? So. As you as as you can imagine, the president has the most the deepest respect uh, for the U.S. Coast Guard. Uh, that is something that uh, uh, you would hear from him uh, directly. Uh, and the country, the president and the country, are grateful for all of the U.S. Coast Guard heroes uh, that have led the effort uh, to save uh, lives in Florida. Uh, we have seen that with our very own eyes uh, these past couple of days. Uh, I would refer you specifically to the U.S. Coast Guard on this on this issue on this. In- so she's referring to the U.S. Coast Guard. She's not going to answer the question. She never answers the question. That's the sad truth. And here's she, here she is again, Ducey, Peter Ducey. You said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is he responsible for the gas prices going back up? Trust me, folks. Um, let me just give you a little tidbit about the oil prices and what's, what's about to happen. Okay, not only are we in a record inflation, like since the 70s, 
uh, the spike in inflation. Okay, that's number one, where the, dollar, the, the paycheck isn't keeping up with the cost of goods and services. That's number one. That should have never been allowed to happen. That could have been easily avoided. But Biden's spending spree to stimulate the economy uh, was the wrong move. And this COVID lockdown was yet another wrong move. Okay, the COVID lockdown also has been crushing. And if we have enough time, we're going to be playing this clip from uh, an English uh, uh, pundit, but a news anchor, really. But here's the thing is, is that we're faced with uh, OPEC is going to reduce oil by about a thousand barrels a day or something like that. Uh, No, it's not more than a thousand. Maybe it's a million barrels or something like that. But at the same rate that we have been spending our strategic reserve oil, uh, at the same rate we've been taking oil from that is exactly the same rate that OPEC is going to be reducing production. So we're going to be hit because we have to stop because our oil reserve, strategic oil reserve is at the lowest point it's been in decades. It's at 40%. Um, When Trump wanted to propose to top it off at $24 a barrel, to top it off now is going to be about $80 a barrel. I wonder who's going to get rich off of that. Number one. number was it, Is it going to be Hunter? Because he seems to be getting rich off of everything else. And 10% to the big guy. But what's happening is we're going to have a 2 million deficit or basically a double whammy. We're going to halt the strategic oil reserve benefit and OPEC is going to reduce less at the same rate. It's going to be double the impact. At a time when Nord Stream 2 has been blown up by the United States. Uh, It is what it is. Let's take a listen to Jean-Pierre, though. You've said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? So it's a lot more nuance than that, right? Um, Peter, you know this. You've said the president... Yeah, it's not nuanced at all. We know what he's doing. And right here, we were talking about the uh, pipeline itself. This professor, this PhD, shocking moment of truth on Bloomberg when Professor Jeffrey Sachs says he believes the U.S. was behind the Nord Stream pipeline's destruction. The reporters start to lose it, of course. The destruction of uh, the Nord Stream pipeline, which I, I would bet was a U.S., action, perhaps U.S. and, and Poland. Uh, this is uh, hey Jeff, Jeff, we got to stop there. That's, a, that's a quite a statement as well. Why do you feel Absolutely. that that was a U.S. action? What evidence do you have of that? Well, first of all, there's direct radar evidence that U.S. Uh, helicopters, military helicopters that are normally based in Gdansk, uh, were uh, circling over this area. We also had the threats from the United States earlier in this year that one way or another, we are going to end Nord Stream. We also have a remarkable statement by Secretary Blinken last Friday in a press conference. He says, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a strange way to, uh, sorry, it's a strange way to talk 
if you're worried about the piracy on international infrastructure of vital significance. So I know this runs counter to our narrative. It runs, you're not allowed to say these things uh, in, in, uh, in the West. But the fact of the matter is, all over the world, when I talk to people, they think the okay. U.S. did it. And just to tell you, well, and, and by, by the way, even reporters on our papers that are involved tell me privately, yeah, well, of course, but well, it doesn't show up in our, our media. Professor, I, I don't want to get into the for Todd about what did or did not be destructive. So that was Professor Jeffrey Sachs, Columbia University economics professor. The guy has some chops, right? Um, and the cover-ups continue. The mainstream media covers everything up, covers up the Bobulinski scandal, you know, or the Hunter Biden scandal, corroborated by uh, Bobulinski. But the United Nations' Melissa Fleming says they own the science on climate change, and they have worked with Google to make sure the algorithms show only UN information. Let's take a listen. You know, we partnered with Google, for example. If you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. Now, that's spoken, it's a person speaking at the World Economic Forum. Uh, there's the World Economic Forum again, right? Let's take another listen. You know, we partnered with Google, for example. If you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's, it's, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. So she's no different than Jacinda Ardern, you know, from New Zealand. The only source of truth is our truth, not your truth. If it comes from anywhere else, it's not true. Uh, here's something interesting about China. China's word for woke American liberals is Baizuo, Baizo or something like that. Uh, even China just like Russia, can't stand the Biden administration, can't stand the wokeism, but they're exploiting it because they know it's our Achilles heel in our country. Name for our self-hating professional class. They call them Bysaw. The rough translation for the Mandarin is white liberal, and it is definitely not a compliment. Here's how Chinese state media describe Bysaw. Quote, there are people who only care about topics such as immigration, minorities, LGBT, and the environment, who have no sense of real problems in the real world, who only advocate for peace and equality to satisfy their own feelings of moral superiority, and who are so obsessed with political correctness that they tolerate backward Islamic values for the sake of multiculturalism. As Chinese state media notes, quote, Former U.S. President Obama was considered an advocate of Bysaw ideology. Name. That is it. That has been the demise of our country. This, and Trump was right when he harped on political correctness running amok. Um, it's so true. So 
here's a couple of tweets. In the in the long term, Musk's plans for the website are a suicide bomb. Uh, this is a liberal speaking. Very few people want to use a moder- moderation free app saturated with lies by design. We know this form of, uh, from the dozens of Twitter clones who've tried and failed. But he seems dead set on taking bad advice from bad people. Of course, translation, when I go to Twitter contacts and ask them to censor conservative popular accounts, they're going to say no. Right. That's what's happening there. Or this person, if Musk is really taking this site private, there is no real guardrails anymore. Rulemaking can be capricious. He can elevate any idea or person he wants through recommendations and user experience choices. And they will know uh, they will be there will be no oversight on this as a private company. Duh, we've been dealing with that forever. This person bizarrely, Glenn Greenwald writes, this person bizarrely doesn't realize he is an employee of one of the largest media corporations in the world, the Comcast Corporation, with NBC News as one of its units. And they, too, capriciously promote whatever lies and disinformation they want with no real guardrails. So Ben Collins is from Comcast NBC News. Um, and, yeah, and then Glenn Greenwald says this. Here, for instance, is the type of deranged but dangerous con- conspiratorial BS that Ben Collins' corporate employer routinely broadcasts with no real guardrails and no oversight. Uh, and he's basically it's a it's a media it's a media um, presentation. Let's take a listen real quick to this. Still partially a mystery, Chris, but they have more and more evidence. They say three U.S. officials tell us pointing to Russia, including communications intercepts that suggest that the Russian intelligence agency was involved. Now, so Russian collusion, right? Delusion uh, that that was real and uh, profound. Um, I wanted to also talk, I have a clip I wanted to get to. Uh, This is probably going to be too long. Um, It's basically a really great watch and a great uh, audio. One of the best monologues ever. It was all three. It was all three for everyone to see. Uh, All there for everyone to see in 2020. If only they would, they could be bothered to look. So this woman who is basically saying, you know, I was calling out the uh, COVID lockdowns as being futile since the very get-go. And she played a clip that she uh, broadcasted back then, but she was considered to be a conspiratorial loon. And it turns out that's not the case, that the people that were on the side of the Scott Adams show, for example, were right all along. We were all right about the mask-wearing ineffectiveness, about the... Uh, about the uh, social distancing, about all of that, the uh, election rigging, the mail-in balloting, the uh, campaigns to register to vote is not for reg- to to help people register to vote. It's about election rigging, using the uh, getting the ballots out into the streets to be picked up by the ballot harvesters to be then sent to these mail drops. Slowly but surely, laws are starting to be passed 
that are going to right these wrongs and slow down the amount of cheating. But it's true. The only way that Democrats can win is if they cheat. And that's uh, one of the uh, truths that we have to we have to somehow get around. Um, here it says the Bradford file writes: Democrats are hysterical because they know they need to cheat to win. Charlie Kirk writes: Democrat Josh Shapiro won't debate Doug uh, Mastriano in Pennsylvania. Democrat Katie Hobbs won't debate Carrie Lake in Arizona. Democrat Tim Walz. Won't debate Scott Jansen in Minnesota. Democrat John Fetterman won't debate Dr. Oz uh, until late October after people have voted. And it's true also that Hochul won't debate uh, Lee Zeldin in New York. So, I mean, you can go on and on and on with this. Um, Tomorrow we're going to play some Bob Alinsky quotes uh, when we have more time. Before we head out of Dodge, though, I want to get to the economy. Steve Hilton writes, Nancy Antoinette claims we have a shortage of workers in our country. Fact check. The labor participation rate is the lowest outside the pandemic sh- uh, slowdown, shutdown since 1977. Millions of Americans who could be working are not. Let's help them get jobs. So uh, there's a chart and it says, The labor market isn't quite as tight as it may appear, whether it's generationally low labor force participation or the rate of which wages is rising, not keeping pace with inflation. Signs of softness are everywhere. Now, average hourly earnings aren't rising as fast as inflation, suggesting a weak labor market. And the other problem is the baby boomers are retiring, and COVID really lit a fire under that retirement The collapse in the marriage rate is driven by an increased delay in the age of marriage, in turn driven by an increase in female labor force participation and high education enrollment. With attendant cultural and economic shifts related to premarital sex and abortion birth control. So there's, there's a lot of factors that are going into this economy. The Biden unemployment is going up and it is the worst for people of color. So August jobs reports show the U.S. unemployment rate rise across the board. Meanwhile, black workers marked the only demographic to see their labor force participation fall, which is worse. So um, we're not increasing jobs in the labor participation. We're not improving it. But where it's seen a negative is with the black uh, population. Remember, Trump actually lit the black unemployment, uh, black employment on fire. People were getting back to work in every walk of life in every jurisdiction. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. My name is Scott Adams, and be sure to check out tacticalcivics.com uh, to find out how you can take back your country locally. Uh, tacticalcivics.com, magapack.org to find out about America First policies. And use Red State as your promo code over at my pillow. Red State as your promo code.